what's going up guys this your host is with the most is namely kyra coming back at it with another mind theory for your mind here's something i wanted to talk about not feeling your best you know have you ever had those days or moments or because you have we all have we're all human where your mentalization of your processes and moments that are happening to you it's just all chaos <laughs> um I saw something I thought was pretty interesting or it was like things that come into life have a subconscious program to appear through behavior. I wrote this down on a post-it when I was like randomly thinking about it. I try to get it to mean different things to me every time I go back and forth to it. Or um, I've got like a wall full of like post-its of like ideas and thoughts that come to my mind or things that I learned that I think are really particularly interesting. I don't want to forget them. So I make sure I write them down and revisit them in a way. I got this kind of concept when I first started my journey, like, oh God, how long ago? About like 10 years ago, 10, 12 years ago, I started around the same time when I went vegan. And I started figuring out just like, just getting to myself, you know, not about really switching or changing anyone else or, you know, anyone else's process, just really figuring out my own. Since I was like a baby, um, I was always having digestive problems. I couldn't drink milk. So I feel like my whole life I was vegan. I'm allergic to everything. So there's just more, it wasn't really like for the universe, but it was more like, I don't want to die. So let's be vegan. Here we are. I lived. So anyway, and if you don't like it, I don't really care. I'm not trying to turn anyone vegan. It's perfectly fine. That's why you got to have this kind of energy about it where I, it's not that I go with the flow because I plan like everything. So maybe it's a there's a liquidity to the way that I take things. And I guess I'd rather discern than judge. So there's that too. You know, whatever your thing is that you're into or your process that you need to go through, understand that it could be hurtful to someone else but i guess now these days it's like as long as it's not in like a graphically painful way like you can insult someone's outfit you know or say their idea is stupid speaking of that like have you ever had to go through an experience of where you know you could definitely trust someone's point of view and their ideas and what they want out of things and just all of that but as soon as they have like a different feeling or emotion towards something you're doing now all of a sudden it's a different conversation these conversations i find intellectually stimulating because i feel like in a way i have been given this like extra little key to open these other doors that a lot of people don't have and I think that that's my perspective and my view, my experiences, and that I'm also willing to get out here and put it out. Like Gary V was saying, just make content. And I kind of hyper-focused on quality and I'm really nervous about this or about that, but I'm floating in the middle of galaxy. I got trapped around the Titan moon and it took me a little bit to get back to you guys, but I'll always find my way back to you. And we'll go on many more journeys. <laughs> oh gosh. Oh, so I was looking at this fun thing too. So it's called like the outsider, right? That's my new like, oh, so introvert, outsider, all of these. I'm pretty much like a golf emo, but I, but I don't wear makeup because allergic. I know, I know. 
Hello. Yeah. Keep floating above it. <laughs> so the outsider. Um, I looked into these. These look kind of fun. So see if maybe you check some of these off too. Because that's like the fun thing about this. So it was like powerful, supernatural, unconventional, alternative beauty, wise, loner, and then seeks more and more power. Now I did get some Lex Luthor vibes, but I was like, okay, so, oh, look, there was this thing called, what was the name of the show? So it was a show that came on the British Broadcasting Channel. Maybe someone's heard of it. It's called Orphan Black. And it was one girl and she had like six other clones or something, or they were all clones, but they had this, a lot of these really good ideas. Like this is another thing too. Like I love pop culture and these are shows, but these are shows made by people. They're made by humans with point of views and ways of life and things that they want to get out in a creative way. So we add a little fun sci-fi and some different details like some of my books do, but there are core ideas there. And so the main idea for them was like, there's no way, even if you look exactly the same, you're different. Like they were all, they all had their own personalities, ways of being, things that they did differently. And they were clones. So for us, we compare ourselves to people. We try to be behavioral modifiers. We're making changes and trying to make them stick. Really, we're just erasing ourselves because as soon as you try to do the fit in, you disappear. You know, you're a Tetris game. You know, you want to be different and everyone tells you that's how you win the game is just by fitting in and disappearing. But really how you end the game is by sticking out. And then the, the level starts over. We went too far into Tetris, but you know what I'm saying. Or if, if you played Tetris, maybe you haven't played Tetris. These are probably <laughs> um, early 2000s or 90s area games, which were more like what I like. Like I played the first uh, GTA. And I mean, I was really young. I probably shouldn't have been playing GTA, but it was like from the sky and you couldn't like see anything anyway, but they did have like violence. You could like run up on the side, which was like really crazy compared to now. So now it's like a zoomed in like 3D world. Okay, not to make anyone mad, but like Cyber 2077, nothing like GTA, but just say the world that they built, the society that they're talking about, like. When I first started this podcast and I was talking about I was cyberpunk, I really just meant like neon colors and like I like to dress like futuristic. I wear like silver jackets and this kind of thing and um, you know, and like the future, not like flying cars because I feel like in a way we don't need that, but we may have driverless cars. Now that's something I'm excited about. Like I really just want to see the future. I want to live on Mars, seriously. So, or have something to do with that society being built. And then I started going further into a really good movie with Robin Williams in it. Maybe you've heard of it. Um, where he was a teacher and he was teaching his students about life and philosophy, his philosophy teacher, somewhat like we're doing now. So in a way, just look at me like that. I'm your philosophy teacher who tries to make a joke here and there, who isn't funny and Maybe sometimes I say something that you like. <laughs> Hopefully more than sometimes, or you wouldn't have stayed the whole time, right? So just, you know, listen to the whole thing. Hopefully we're going there. I try to keep these short, because you never know. Some people just um, don't have the attention span, or, you know, maybe you're washing dishes and you kind of just want to have something on your ear. 
So I try to keep it within that area, make it light, keep it fun. But for the moments when things aren't light and fun and there aren't always rainbows and you can't be a cartoon character, I want you to understand that you don't think your thoughts. This is um, really good for people who have overthinking or anxiety like myself. But I've, I've, um, I do a lot of personal work where it's like not reading books, not training. These things just, they're, they come to me through my intuition. It's kind of like where I feel like I have a connection to a knowledge pool. And I can reach into that pool whenever I want to. And it's from years and years of studying. I mean, like real study. Like I would go to the library and I would be reading books, like a lot of books. And then if there were words I didn't understand, I had to read another book to explain those words. And then I started, well, also it was like, you could have internet, but it was like some of the things you're going to read there still weren't seen as like the truth. So I just trusted books. I guess I've always still been that way. There's just something... There's just a trust that books have earned with me. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Um, one of my most precious things I was thinking about, like if my house burned down and, ooh, ship. Well, if my house burned down, what was the first thing I would, I would grab? And most people might grab their phone or like family photos or even clothes for the next day. But I'm like, my books, like that would be, like I have books all the way from like sixth grade, fifth grade, that I just, I treasure. They're like very special to me. And um, now I'm even working more on like my new bookshelf that I sprayed gold and I want to load it up with even more like, uh, I've read all these books, but it's like seeing another favorite movie, you know? I could watch it and watch it and watch it and it never gets old. And I feel like the older I get, I can base my different perspectives. So like a year ago, I don't feel the same way that I felt about quantum physics where I thought it was a neoscience nuance and you know it's almost like telling someone you believe in ghosts <laughs> and I mean they might like you might have a better chance of someone who believes in ghosts actually understanding quantum physics and then you know around and around and around I d but here's my thing so if you want to have a lot of explanations about things there's just a whole world that has to exist and for me I mean, that's just not something that I choose to uh, think is valid in my experience. But I definitely don't try to take that experience from anyone else. So if someone tells me they saw a ghost, okay, you saw a ghost. I truly believe that you believe that you saw a ghost. <laughs> oh, God. This is why someone might think I'm like a, a cocky, stuck-up, or, you know, but I'm not. I'm like the sweetest person. I These are thoughts that we can share together because I don't get to see your judgmental eyes. <laughs> So I am being fully honest. Sometimes though, when I am in those just areas of the social mannerisms that you need to do, bleh, the social mechanisms that you have to do. So just like, I like being, I'm chatty, if you didn't notice. But like, if I, if you ask how my day is, I want to tell you I don't know like is that's a strange thing blame Canada and the UK I guess I don't know but I still don't get the concept of that that doesn't matter so it's very strange but I mean like if I say you know how are you this kind of thing and but I do a second one so okay here here listen listen <clears throat> I go oh how are you right that's the oh I'm good right okay but then there's this one listen listen 
<clears throat> but how are you? Like, you're okay? See? See? Right? Now you feel the floodgates opening. Cry on my shoulder. Let's talk about it. Person I met three minutes ago. Th- this is just something that happens. Um, people call it empath, you know, introvert, old soul. Like, it's got so many names because it's a feeling, I think, more than a title. We just always need to put stuff in boxes, which is just like, I've never fit into any box. There are a couple, I guess, human, you know, two feet, two hands. I, I mean, if these are boxes you go into, but I think more we mean like the judgmental ones. And I just don't go into any of those. There wasn't anyone that I didn't, that I disliked. I guess it's that too. I never really spent any time disliking anything. Well, yeah, like I'm sitting here like, what do I, what don't I like? Even the back of my mind, like, oh, well, Brussels sprouts. But even if you like overcook Brussels sprouts, they're still kind of good. A little bit of butter and salt, vegan butter, but you know, so I don't know. But there have been people, I have been, like, let's remember, like I'm a grown woman. I've had life experiences. It's just, I've made decisions. I've installed neural plasticity that is going to allow me to keep a sunny disposition no matter what happens to me. So I have gone through it. Like if you're listening to the podcast for a while, you've heard some of my other stories of where I go into, you know, anxiety, PTSD, these kind of stressful things. I used to have really bad nightmares and just, just a lot of stuff. But it's like the more I worked on myself, the more knowledge I gained, the more information came to me, and the more freely my intuition just worked with me, I think, or I believe so. So because of that, I was allowed this freedom, but the first thing I felt like, and maybe this is just the sweetheart that I am, is that I need to share this stuff. There is no way that I'm the only person who feels like this, who's gone through this, who's in this place. Like if you're in this middle area where you're kind of successful, but you're not exactly where you want to be, and you have like loved ones, relatives, uh, partners, you know, boyfriend, girlfriend, who just don't see the point in this kind of thing. Um, I really just want to let you know that the rest of us who are going through the same exact thing, we know and we see you. And if you want to take something, you could take the words of Elon Musk. And he said, starting your own business is like chewing glass and looking into the abyss. And he has never been wrong. (laughs) Oh. Maybe about that engine in the Tesla, but but what I'm saying is like from these kind of sayings, this is, this is true. It is painful. It is not a joyful experience getting on here, being vulnerable, sharing my just heart and soul with you and just giving all my inner mind to all of my listeners. It's like, it's such an intimate and expansively global thing. I have so many amazing listeners from Europe and just expansively, Western, Eastern, and I, I'm on the whole other end of the world. And it's just, it's really a beautiful thing. Like I can be up by the North Pole and be able to have reach all the way over to Iceland and Finland. Hi Finland, hi Ireland, hi UK, Canada. I could go down the list, Switzerland. Hi everybody, I see you. Hello. Um, um, happy you guys are here. And that's another thing. My audience is male, 
So what I understand of that is that when I want to talk about greatness and success and dreams and visions, I I don't know who it was for, but I'm just saying what I've put my life after. And I have had a powerful male influence. My dad's always been kind of, well not kind of, my dad's always been my hero. And he's a strong man, soldier, um, retired officer. Like, so I've always had a really strong backbone, even those times when I was completely alone. Isolation happened to me a lot. And I think it happened to a lot of kids who had parents who worked a lot. If you have parents who either run companies or they're very successful or they're, they have some kind of information that's well sought after, you know, mom and dad are gonna be at the office. They're not gonna be at home playing with teddy bears with you. And you have to become strong and you have to be okay. And some kids don't do that, but from my experience, you know, thank the, thank the heavens, I was able to pull that type of wisdom out of myself. You know, in a very Spartan way, I chose to be strong and gentle and extremely feminine, but well-versed. And I understood from a very early age that my education, my knowledge were the most important things that I had outside of us. <laughs> I'm getting myself in trouble. Um, but let's, let's get back to what I was talking about. So you don't think your thoughts, okay? Even if you don't have anxiety. These are areas, uh, they're called involuntarily performed body functions, right? So this would be blinking your eyes, your digestive system, um, breathing. Now it's something like in the same way that your first thought, right? Click, what's your first thought gonna be? Well, <gasps> I took a breath. Okay, that's right. But you don't control every single breath you're taking, right? Some of them are just, they're automatically going to happen because you need your breath and your breath is going to be breathed. You ate a cupcake today, <laughs> you're going to digest it and gain a pound, you know. Um, this type of area. With these types of thoughts, they're exactly the same. So if you have something really busy and crazy to get to the next day, and you're having a lot of thoughts that are keeping you up, that are stressing you out. There are a lot of reasons to be going through this. And you're ruminating and you're, you know, you're focusing, you're hyper-focusing. Realize if you're focused or if you're hyper-focused. If you're hyper-focused, there's an anxiety behind it. And you want to make sure that you pull yourself back. Like you have to reparent yourself. There are some things that just us as humans, we've been taught are just fine for us to be. And you want to be an anxious mess, it's totally okay. I used to think it was strength. Like that was half of what I thought was me being strong is that I could outthink anyone. And now the more that I learn and the expanse of knowledge that is available, the vast realm of knowledge that is available, I just find myself like, wow, I need to know more. But if anything, it's like data and I just need like input, input, input. And I just love it. I love it. The more I can learn, the more I can learn, the more I can learn. And if I get new information, that dispels an old idea, I will update that old idea, but it has to be really good evidence. So it doesn't happen much, but it has happened. And that's the beautiful thing. But you know, as long as you can open up a dialogue and have a conversation, a lot of the time things don't have to be solved in any kind of strange way. And this could even be with yourself. 
So sometimes we can be so difficult and hard with ourselves that we can shut down emotionally. We can just go quiet or we don't want to deal with uh, our existence or what's happening to us. And then there are some of us who don't have, I want to use the right word. I already messed up like two words because I start talking too fast. I want to say resilience. Yeah. We need to have the resilience of being able to, to have the whole world on our shoulders and have somewhat of a smile on our face and correct information and processes that can happen throughout the day. Like this. You had a really bad day. You still have to get up in the morning, go to work and be the CEO or the manager or the whoever, you know, um, you have to wake up and be dad. You know, there are plenty of titles and things that we're underneath that are not bad things. They're glorious. People have lived their whole life to have these positions. It's amazing. And the thing is, this is why I'm here. This is why I'm doing what I want to be doing. I want to remind our sleeping gods, this is all of us, that we have this creation inside of us that we can constantly do and give, or it can destroy us personally. And for someone who had to really bring myself back from that, I think I'm the best guide that exists. No one really, no one exists, no one says that they have committed any mistakes. Everyone says they didn't give up and now everything's perfect. But I'm here to tell you, you can make mistakes, you can go the wrong way, you can make a left when you should have made a right. And sometimes you can feel completely lost. You can just feel lost. Like you're standing in the middle of the desert and you cannot see land. Well, you're on land, but like you can't see water. There's no bird to fly by to follow. There's just nothing. And it just, it's worse than isolation. It's like your mind has decided not to communicate with you any fresh ideas. And it can be very stressful. In this way, I think it's not a panic attack, but it's like an internalized panic attack, you know? And for some, that can turn into rage. So you have to be careful about that too. And then if you develop a practice of rage, it'll become your coping mechanism. Now in our next episode, I'll come back to coping mechanisms and things like that. But today I just want to get around to the fact of how anxiety, overthinking, um, they can just be processes inside of you, like your digestion or breathing. And you need to remember to breathe because there's a lot going on. Watch where you're breathing. <laughs> God, you know, there's a lot going on. Just hang in there, you know, because we're happy you're here and thank you and I thank you I'm happy you're here and if you want to hear some more fun conversations go through the rest of my podcast and have a couple of listens to a few things I get into it we have a laugh and explore some cool ideas you know if it works for you we love that if it doesn't we still love you (laughs) there's a silver lining everywhere you know so if you stayed this long on, I want to say thank you for your contribution. And don't forget to, forget to go over to the YouTube channel, subscribe, like our little intro videos. There's only two up there right now. Um, but make sure you have some kind of interaction with us because I like seeing, um, like seeing who our friends are. And we'll get back to you soon. This has been another talk with Anomaly Kyra. Bye and good night. Or good morning. See you soon.